Welcome to the Gut Podcast on the paper, liver stiffness, thresholds to predict disease progression and clinical outcomes in bridging fibrosis and cirrhosis, published in paper copy in Gut in March 2023. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, I'm the Digital and Education Editor of Gut and Honorary Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital, Liverpool United Kingdom. And I extend a very warm welcome to Professor Rohit Lumbar, Professor of Medicine in the Division of Gastroenterology and Adjunct Professor in the Division of Epidemiology at the University of California, San Diego, La Jolla, California, USA. Professor Lumbar is the first author on this excellent paper. Professor, thank you so much for joining me today to this podcast and congratulations to you and to your co-authors on this excellent paper. Firstly, could I ask you to explain the background to your study and why researching this area is important? Thank you, Philip. I'm really delighted to be here with you and discussing our paper at this podcast. I and my collaborators have been working on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and how do we risk stratify patients who are at risk for disease progression. And this paper answers uh, a piece of that puzzle. Previous studies have shown that if there is increased liver stiffness on fibroscan, or also called as vibration-controlled transient elastography, it is associated with increased risk of liver disease progression, specifically in patients with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Most of these studies were retrospective in nature. Therefore, there are limited data that are prospective in nature in well-characterized patients who have biopsy-confirmed non-alcoholic fatty liver disease with its progressive form, particularly those with bridging fibrosis and cirrhosis, and then following them for long-term clinical outcome in a systematic manner. This study fills that gap in knowledge. Thank you, Professor. That's very clear of what the, the, the background is. So what are the new findings your study has found? We wanted to assess data from prospectively collected data that was derived from four large prospective international multi-center randomized placebo-controlled trials of participants who had NASH with biopsy-proven bridging fibrosis or those with cirrhosis. And we looked for clinical disease progression. Patients who had bridging fibrosis and a liver biopsy who also underwent vibration-controlled transient elastography at baseline were followed for progression to cirrhosis. And what we found was that a five kilopascal increase and a 20% relative increase from baseline, both of these criteria, if they were met, it was associated with increased odds for progression to cirrhosis in patients with bridging fibrosis. And what that means or translates into is that if you had a patient with bridging fibrosis or stage C fibrosis, who you saw in the clinic today and had a liver stiffness on fibroscan at 12 kilopascal, and if they came back five years later and their liver stiffness went to 20 kilopascal, then they met both of these criteria, which is increased by five kilopascal and increased by 20%. That patient you should suspect that may have cirrhosis and you need to do something about it in terms of hepatic decompensation, 
risk of HCC surveillance for portal hypertension-related complications. Thank you. That's uh, that's very very clear. So you've you've touched on this partially already, but how might your paper impact on clinical practice, therefore, in the foreseeable to to long-term future? I think this uh, study is directly applicable in clinic today in two accounts. Question number one, you saw a patient with bridging fibrosis today. What degree or what liver stiffness threshold is associated with high risk of progression to cirrhosis? And what we found was that a baseline liver stiffness is important. And if that liver stiffness was more than 17 kilopascal, you had higher risk of progression to cirrhosis over the next two to three years. So that is very helpful. So even though you know that this patient is bridging fibrosis, by using liver stiffness, you could still further risk stratify that patient's risk for progression to cirrhosis. How about asking the same question? If the patient had cirrhosis, does liver stiffness still help you to predict what would be their risk for hepatic decompensation? And the answer is yes. If the liver stiffness on fibroscan is 31 kilopascal or higher, then you have a significantly higher risk of hepatic decompensation. So if you had, say, 100 patients with cirrhosis in your clinic, and you wanted to see which patient should get an earlier endoscopy so you can reduce their future risk for variceal bleeding, then it'll be a patient with a liver stiffness of 31 kilopascal or higher would be prioritized for that. Therefore, these data are useful in clinic today. Thank you. Again, that's extremely clear. So how might this study potentially impact on research priorities in the foreseeable future? In clinical research, when we are designing trials in patients with NASH and bridging fibrosis, we're looking for long-term clinical outcomes. We need to be able to enrich the study for the number of outcomes. And that's very important. Using a baseline risk stratification model with liver stiffness assessment by FibroScan can help us achieve that. Once we know in the study what was the baseline liver stiffness of the study population, we can know number of events that are likely to happen in placebo arm or the treatment arm. And then we can see how many patients we will need and how long the trial should be running for. Same idea is true for patients who have cirrhosis. What would be the rate of hepatic decompensation depending on the baseline liver stiffness in this population? We may also design therapies or design trials and stratify patients based upon more aggressive treatment for those with higher liver stiffness. We may also identify that increase in liver stiffness to a certain level is associated with increased risk for hepatocellular carcinoma. But after a certain level, the risk does not increase for hepatocellular carcinoma, but may continue to increase for portal hypertension-related complications. We may design studies in future that may address these issues with direct interventions based upon liver stiffness assessment and then monitor long-term clinical outcomes. So this study has huge clinical research implications, not only in NASH, but across the board in cirrhosis, decompensation, 
and HCC screening and surveillance. Thank you, Professor Lumbar. I, I agree with you. It sounds very exciting for the future for clinical and research priorities. Thank you so much for doing this podcast today. Congratulations again on your fantastic paper being published in GUT and congratulations to your co-authors again as well. For our listeners, thank you for listening to this podcast today. I'm sure you found it very interesting listening to Professor Lumbar. If you want to read the paper, click on the link underneath this podcast. And of course, please join us again in the future for further GUT podcasts.